Welcome to the Picture of Wealth, a podcast all about living more of your life now, yet being responsible for your future. Lifestyle experimenter, wealth scientist, and financial coach Dustin Service shares life hacks, wealth tips, and interviews successful entrepreneurs on how they're thriving in happiness, purpose, and prosperity. Keeping on with the theme, Dustin's experiments, I have to share a backstory, a story that was my origination or the introduction into the business. Now, way back when, early 20s, it was about 2003, and the most logical step to getting into actively trading stock, which I was always interested in stocks my whole life and later in life, uh, sort of late teens, early into my 20s and and really researching, I met a group of four guys who, uh, a couple of them, all they did was trade stock and you know, part of that was the tech bubble, and, and they rode that up, and some of them dropped out of university. Others took that money and parlayed it into real estate. And we had this little micro group that we met on Sundays at Starbucks, and we would sit and compare stocks for you know, nearly four hours. So again, we're going back to 2003. I was in my young 20s. First logical step, if you're going to start day trading, or not day trading, but actively trading stock, was go to Scotiabank and get a $50,000 line of credit. Now, Back then, uh, that was fairly easy. I had a decent job. I walked in, I signed an application, and they gave me the line of credit and didn't ask any questions. And so after a couple months of having this, I uh, decided that I wanted to get trading. But first, I went back to Scotiabank and got them to adjust the terms of my line of credit. You know, it was like you had to pay 5% of the outstanding balance or it was some something where it had a higher payment requirement. But I asked them, you know what, I just want to pay interest only. And, and graciously, they, they signed off on that. And now I was off to the races. I had a, a vehicle where I could put up to 50000 into stocks and, you know, take out the money, put it in the stock account, trade the stock, put it back in the line of credit, and hopefully come out with a profit. Pretty simple strategy. And in my young 20s, uh, obviously very naive to the risks, I carried on. And in a bull market like, uh, you know, the you know, tech crash happens, that's about 2002 that ended. And then there starts you know, a bull market all the way up to about 05, 06, 07, 08 was the real estate. So we had a long run in there. But go back to 2003, the watermark is moving up. Stocks are starting to improve. And that's when people start to you know, think that everyone could be a day trader or you know, active trader in stocks. So I got to trading. I got to making positions in uh, Walgreens, Pfizer, you know, open text uh, media. I was in and out of a number of times and, and that one I, I really did like. And my first trade ever actually was Jones Soda that was, uh, you know, in convenience stores and a real trendy kind of funny advertising on the label soda. So those ones were okay. Pfizer uh, did uh, do well a couple of times and then sting me. And I would really just be looking for, you know, a big position, 25,000, 20,000 and maybe a day or two. And if we could pick up a percent or two, then that would be great. So fast forward now to about 05, 06, same line of credit, you know, doing the odd trade, not as much because I started to get into the business, but I got a tip and I got a tip on a stock that, you know, couldn't miss. And here's the backstory. It's a big kind of soccer ball that goes mounted on the top of a car. And again, we're talking 2005, 2006. Google is just sort of emerging on, you know, sort of the maps feature. And this ball, this, this soccer ball size thing, they can mount on the top of a vehicle and they can drive streets at fast kilometers per hour. I can't remember how much, but 
then they could review the video and it would create a video of the whole scenery around that road. That seemed quite logical. And next thing you know, they're talking about getting a government contract with the military. So this soccer ball would be mounted on the top of a Hummer. They drive down the streets of, you know, said country. And as they go through intersections, they could review the footage after the fact. So they're going one direction and they go through an intersection. That cross street, they could go back and they could view up and down both of those cross streets without having to drive it. And it was very high res for that, you know, particular time. It was probably 360p, you know, many moons ago of of high res. But that was a big thing. Well, that was awesome. And again, immersive media, you know, I was buying into it in the high twos, uh, you know, low $3 range. And that stock, I, I am going by remembering, but I think when it hit about 585, I thought, I wonder if I should take some off the table and I did a little research. No, no, don't, you know, don't, the price target's not $10 anymore. It's $20. You know, this is a can't miss. Keep riding it out. Well, I'm sure you can guess where that story went. So that stock went all the way down and I sold it finally, excuse me, at 91 cents. So what did that leave me with? It left me with 9,800 or 9,700. I can't remember the exact amount. And that caveat, I still was using the line of credit. So I borrowed about 38,000 to build my total position. That total position, again, you could do the rough math, uh, about doubled. And then came all the way down, and I didn't sell when it was a double. Went all the way down, and I got my ninety-seven or ninety-six hundred from the proceeds of selling the stock. And I still had, after I paid off my line of credit of thirty-eight, about twenty-eight or twenty-nine thousand on a line of credit, and I had nothing to show for it. Now, what I learned out of this is basically it's a twenty-eight thousand dollar master's degree in risk management, in understanding your downside, and really realizing that although I'd made some, you know, not big trades before, but I'd made enough where I'd made money, more than I had lost, I felt that I was, I knew I had this game figured out. And the reality is I had a very small sliver of it figured out and a lot of it not even close to being figured out. So where did, where does that leave me today? And what sort of, you know, we're now, you know, 20 years ahead I still remember that story and I still think of that, that your downside strategy and what your, your plan is. So if you're going to invest in something, you've got to keep it really simple, but have a plan. What does that mean? That means, okay, I'm buying this for the long term. I'm going to ride it out. I believe it's quality. I believe there's you know, grounds for predictable returns in the future. What does that mean? Well, you know, again, and this isn't a buy or sell recommendation for a Canadian bank stock, but Canadian banks are pretty, you know, they've been pretty resilient in years. They've continued to pay dividends. They've, you know, continued to increase their revenue and found ways to be innovative. So the likelihood of a bank in two years, three years, doing what it does today is probably fairly similar. A tech company that, you know, has to move and pivot or an early stage investment, that is a little more unknown. So again, you know your risk. And if you're looking for that uh, you've got that desire for in your portfolio of, you know, I want something with a little more action, potential for risk, and I don't care if it goes down, then, you know, that immersive media play might be the play for you because it could be big. You know, marijuana stocks, I saw a number of clients uh, early on in that and make money. I saw a number of other clients also lose a lot of money. So 
in in Vegas, there's every day there's a winner in Vegas, but the proportion to the amount of losers is astronomical. So remember that when you're going into high risk, illiquid stocks, again, stocks that don't have a lot of volume, be careful of that because there can be big price movements and that can be good in your favor if it's up and it can be very bad in your fa- in, not in your favor if it's down. I share this story as a as a intro to Dustin's experiments or what we're calling, you know, my experiments in the industry. I've experimented a lot with money. I'm happy to share the stories with you, the good, the bad, the ugly, and hopefully these tips and tricks steer you in the right direction and avoid any sort of setbacks in your plan. If you found this episode valuable, share it with a friend. If you found this episode super valuable, leave us a review on iTunes. It will help us continue to bring you top quality content. For more information on anything discussed on this show, visit www.servicewealth.com. That's service spelled S-E-R-V-I-S-S. Any investment topics covered on the show are not investment recommendations, and you should seek professional advice before making any investment decisions. This show was produced by Podigy Podcasts. Thanks for listening.